There is evidence that Alameda Research is actively dumping its tokens on the market right now, just a few days after SBF was released on house arrest. I want to go through the on-chain data to show exactly what's going down at Alameda in a crazy turn of events. And right now we are looking at the sole price, obviously one of the major holdings of FTX and Alameda Research. And we can see that it's actively dumping alongside a lot of other tokens they hold. So let's break down exactly what is happening, of course. I'm your host, Miles, and welcome back to the show. Let's get straight into it. The first thing that I want to point out is just five days ago, SPF was ordered to go under house arrest. He's staying in Palo Alto in California with his family who are law professors. So obviously him being granted house arrest means that he is no longer in the custody of the police. He's no longer in jail. He is at home fitted with an ankle monitor. He's obviously not allowed to leave the country, but there is now speculation that Sam potentially has access to internet as we have seen a lot of tokens starting to hit the market, coincidentally, just a few days after his house arrest. We can see a video of him actually arriving at his parents' home just a few days ago, so we got confirmation that he actually did go there, and we can see that there's cars parked outside his house, and he's under very tight security and very tight surveillance. Obviously, one of the legal requirements of house arrest is that you're not allowed to trade, and you're not allowed to do any funny business, but there certainly was some funny business today in terms of Alameda's holdings. And I want to go through exactly what is going on right now. So just a few days ago, according to a report from Nansen, as much as 10,000 ETH was sent from Deribit, which is an options exchange to one of Alameda Research's wallets and has been carried out cumulatively since December, December 10th. So I didn't think much of this at the time. It could just be liquidators um, positioning themselves for liquidations. But today we saw Alameda ETH addresses actively starting to dig around the sofa for spare change and starting to swap some of their ERC-20 holdings for ETH and USDT, which, way, which they were then putting through a mixer and converting into Bitcoin. So I've got the on-chain data here that Ergo uh, thankfully got for us, and I'm looking through the wallets at the moment, and I'm looking through the transactions here, and seeing that Alameda Research, and we can see this because their labels are literally labeled as Alameda Research 24, has been actively selling a wide variety of different tokens and transferring them into a mixer for them to cash out on the other side. So very, very odd behavior. And we can see that many major tokens uh, have been actually sold from Alameda and have been transferred. And this goes back to just five hours ago over the last um, 12 hours or so when they have been conducting a lot of these transactions. So there's two wallets here that were conducting transactions. This uh, this wallet here, and then also this wallet, which we can see is being used to transfer. So some very funny stuff going on. And obviously, Zach XBT did some digging, and he saw that Alameda funds were actually being swapped for Bitcoin to these four major Bitcoin addresses. So I went into the addresses, and I had a look at exactly what was going on. And we can see that now 12 Bitcoin have been cashed out um, just in one transaction to this Bitcoin address. So we can see that some of the tokens um, are actually being cashed out through a mixer into Bitcoin. Now, in terms of some of the tokens that they are selling, we can see a few different tokens as per this alerts dashboard here. For example, they were selling Uniswap, they were selling Matic, they were selling APY, they were selling FRM, they were selling Ruben Finance, um, SUSD, Aptos, Solana, amongst a variety of other tokens. So that's where kind of like the loose change analogy kicks in because they're kind of selling selling a weird variety of tokens in small amounts, but processing quite a lot of transactions 
as we can see through the addresses here, um, into the mixer for them to cash out. So it does ring some major alarm bells. And the reason why it rings major alarm bells is because SBF was supposed to be under house arrest or he is under house arrest currently as of just a few days ago. And it's very weird timing to me that just three days after he goes under house arrest, Alameda starts actively selling tokens. Now, a lot of people were saying, well, this is probably just the liquidators, right? Liquidating tokens because that's like what, what they do. They obviously have to conduct uh, their their bankruptcy proceedings. They have to pay out creditors. Something that's going to happen is the liquidators taking control of Alameda assets and selling to repay creditors. But the thing is, and the real red flag with these transactions is they were using fixed float and change now. So these are common mixes for you to kind of disguise transactions in a very weird transaction sequence, consolidating assets, but distributing into fresh wallets before sending it to change now fixed float seems like they're trying to hide their tracks. Could have just transferred directly after consolidating, which is a very weird way to go about it because if you're a liquidator, you kind of want to be transparent, right? You want the public to know what you're doing. You want your creditors to know you're doing the right thing by them. But the fact that they're kind of going a weird route um, with a weird uh, distribution through a mixer kind of just goes to show that it's likely or at least 99% in my opinion, likely that it's not the liquidators and it's, and is in fact someone at Alameda. So we can guess it's potentially Sam now that he's on house arrest, but we can also probably um, give a higher probability, probability likelihood to the fact that it's probably someone else at FTX or Alameda, maybe under his instructions, that's actually starting to take some money um, out of Alameda. And who knows, they could be sending it to their own wallets and, and essentially stealing the funds. So what's happening is now, the SBF saga continues to go deeper because we didn't think these wallets honestly would be active until liquidators got their hands on it, but we saw them starting to dump um, a lot of tokens. Now, let's look at the tokens that are being most affected. So if you go into CoinGecko and you look at the last 24-hour performance of tokens, we can see there's no coincidence that the Alameda-owned tokens are the ones that are taking the biggest hit right now. We have Solana down almost 10% on the day. It wicked all the way down to $9 a couple hours ago. We can see Lido Dow also down 10%. This was also one of the tokens that we can see um, as per the wallet tracker here that they were actively selling alongside Uniswap. Um, many other tokens as well, like Aptos, which we know FTX and Alameda were big investors into, as well as other tokens that they're big holders of as well. And they, it's no surprise that these are the ones dropping the most today because they're the ones being sold. Now, the sales in themselves aren't huge. They're, they're, I mean, we can kind of go through here and look. It's like $6,000, um, like twelve. $13,000, $15,000, but it's very weird because there's small transactions and a lot of small transactions stacking on top of each other. We can see a $50,000 transaction here. Um, so we can see like th there's a few sizable transactions actually being transferred from one wallet to another wallet, which we're then that which they're then obviously using to sell um, through a mixer and, and consolidate into a different wallet. So some of the transactions are big. It does add up to the hundreds of thousands of dollars um, if we kind of add up the transactions over time. But it's just very weird that now is the time that this is starting to happen. Only six hours ago is when the, these transactions started to sell. So the question really is now, how much funds does this insider or person or SBF, whoever's actually doing these transactions, have access to? And will the bleeding stop? Or are they just going to continue to kind of scrape loose change and continue to drain um, some of these wallets by selling ERC-20 tokens? 
If that's the case, then that does put more sell pressure on Solana. But beyond sell pressure, because as I said, the amounts aren't massive in the scheme of things, I think what it does is it hits sentiment. Because people are starting to realize that hold these tokens, well, we thought the selling would was potentially over in the short term, but maybe that's not quite the case. Maybe there's continual um, downside to come um, as they kind of get hands on more tokens and continue to sell them, even prior to the liquidators um, actually liquidating the tokens themselves. So Solana's one of them. We can see that it did drop significantly. Um, a few hours ago, actually, basically right when they started selling six hours ago to the bottom of the wick, it was down 12.9%. Lido Finance being another one of them um, was also down significantly. I mean, just look at this chart. This is crazy. It's like a downwards um, downwards like staircase going all the way down. That was also down uh, 7-8%. Um, and if we just go back to yesterday or a couple days ago when it had that big wick, um, it's down 14% since then. So that obviously dropped quite heavily as well. So a lot of the um, Alameda-owned tokens are the ones taking the biggest hit on the market now, and that's no surprise. In a second, I'll give you my opinion on the current state of Solana as well. If you do want to trade any of this price action, by the way, we've been starved of volatility for a while. Like Bitcoin was basically trading like a stablecoin the last couple days. And to be honest, that's kind of expected given that it's the holiday season, given that you know a lot of people are checking off for the month of December. Usually what we see in markets is December quietens down, and then January um, is actually typically a good month for markets and that's when you start to get some more volatility the big um, funds come back that causes equities to move crypto kind of follows equities bitcoin was coiling up into basically like a stable coin range as we can see over the last couple days it was like bound to 16840 for a while i even did a joke that the the ceo had changed bitcoin to a stable coin on my twitter because it just was so stagnant but we finally did see us break down um to the bottom of this range with a two percent decline which doesn't seem like much but considering the stagnation of Bitcoin and Ethereum's price. It was quite a big move. And of course, this was in tandem as well um, with the Alameda selling when we got that final wick um, down. Obviously, the market started to kind of spread a little bit of fart on Twitter and people started panicking and the price did come down. So now Bitcoin is at um, a critical point here where it's approaching the bottom of this range. I still think the 16.3 area is the strongest area. So until we break that, I'm not so worried. Um, But it does now look like, especially if we clear 16.562, that we are going to break below that. But since we've got volatility, I think now we really have to be on our toes and look for trades heading into the month of January because it's now looking like um, if we do get a, a push down to this level and a bounce, that could potentially be an opportunity to, to trade. And we haven't had many in recent times. So if you want to do so, um, you can prepare yourself by signing up for a GAINS network account, just simply connecting your wallet. Um, they've just joined the show as a sponsor, actually. Super happy, happy to be partnered with GAINS Network and G-Trade. It's an Oracle-based decks. So it allows you to trade leverage pairs um, on their perpetual decks. So unlike a centralized exchange, you keep custody of your assets. Um, and obviously you're not um, you're not running the risk of the centralized party exploitation like we've seen, you know, recently with FTX. So I am migrating a lot of my personal trading over to DEXs and G-Trade being such a like a really cool user experience with a lot of pairs. Um, that's one great place to trade in my opinion. Also, they do have their DAI vault. As you know, um, if you stake DAI, you are essentially providing providing liquidity to the platform um, to execute trades, which then allows you to earn yield based on the revenue earned on the platform, uh, which you earn back via an APR for actually depositing DAI. And I think it was sitting around 15% recently um, is kind of what you can earn per annum um, just based on protocol fees staking stablecoins. So um, G-Trade's very cool. I'll get more into it in the future because I want to get on with the video and my thoughts on the market. But uh, if you do want to sign up uh, and trade on G-Trade, there's a link in the description to do so. Click, click the link in the description. 
get trading, do it on a DEX, and happy days. Um, I just kind of want to quickly go through some news um, regarding to uh, SPF and Alameda. Obviously, that's the topic of today's video, and we keep getting news over the weekend um, on some crazy stuff that went down. Caroline Ellison actually said in her testimony that was leaked that she knew what they were doing was wrong and illegal and implicated SPF. She told a judge that she agreed with her ex-SPF, obviously they're in a romantic relationship, to provide material misleading financial statements to Alameda's lenders. And we can see that um, via the plea here, the plea document was leaked um, and we can see the actual full transcript that, that was uh, screenshotted and posted to Twitter. This is pretty crazy. She obviously dobbed him in for a reduced sentence, which... Part of me can't blame her, and part of me is like almost shocked. But we are going to start seeing um, a lot more information come out about this case as they all start to testify. Obviously, herself and Gary Wang both pleaded guilty, who were both heavily involved with Alameda, and obviously Gary being the CTO of FTX and co-founder. Um, he also pled guilty whilst SPF was on the plane, which was a crazy turn of events. So SPF um, coming back into house arrest, Alameda starting to dump tokens, and now Caroline blaming it on him. There is a lot lot happening in the SBF saga at the moment. Now, Solana, I'm getting a lot of questions about because clearly this is one that is dumping basically more than any other coin right now um, off the back of it being heavily um, Alameda involved. Alameda actually bought 9% of the total Solana supply from the Solana Foundation um, back in the early days, and they were one of the biggest beneficiaries when the token was going up, and now they're one of the biggest dumpers now that the, the token is going down as they're A, forced to sell, and B, um, is kind of scrambling for change and the other thing is um, with these unlocks, they do still own a lot of locked soul. I believe the amount's $900 million worth of locked soul. I may be wrong on that. Um, I, I'll verify those statistics in my next video. But the amount of locked soul they hold does mean that there is continuous sell pressure um, on Solana as time goes on. So I'm not expecting it to get any easier from a supply perspective for the Solana token. But the market does realize this, and that's likely the reason why it has dropped to $10. Um, it dropped so aggressively um, over the past few months, and now days um, with the Alameda kind of selling again. Once again, these aren't huge numbers, not enough to really affect the Solana price in my opinion. Of course, there could be more wallets that aren't showing up here, but the sentiment hit is really where the weakness starts to kick in because if you guys have been on social media lately, um, everyone's hating on Solana. Uh, basically, it's, it's been called a VC pump and dump scam, shit tech. I'm seeing a lot of insults flying around on the Solana front. I kind of view the Solana situation um, as having a strong bull case and having a strong bear case and depending Depending on how you value um, each of the different components, each of the different factors of the bullish reasons to be confident in Sol, like it's very strong development ecosystem, um, it's very strong NFT uh, community, it's NFT niche, it's high throughput versus uh, the, the sell pressure risk, the fact that future developers might be wary given the community sentiment hit and the lack of market making. There's a lot to weigh up here. I did a full uh, Solana comprehensive analysis looking at these factors, weighting them, and I'll give you my full opinion on what I think of Sol, if I'm buying, if I'm selling, in about four hours' time from when this video goes up. Um, I did a full comprehensive analysis that I'm uploading, so potentially when you're watching this video now, that video's already up. We'll also link that in the description uh, when that is live, but do stay tuned for that, because I basically run through the entire Solana situation, which I think is really important to talk about, because it could either be the biggest opportunity, um, or one of the biggest areas to get wrecked in the entirety um, of crypto. 
Just quickly before we head off, because um, I just wanted to give this quick update to you guys. Remember, if you do want to trade on Apex as well, this is an order book exchange, so a little bit different to how GNS operates. This actually has uh, buyers and sellers which trade against each other, more similar to the centralized exchange model. So if you are familiar with centralized exchanges, uh, trading on Apex will make a lot of sense to you, especially because they've got that Bybit integration through the derivatives platform. I think a few reasons to use the platform is A, they have very, very, very low fees. Their maker and taker fees, I think, zero. 0.02% and 0.05% respectively, which is extremely low. You've also got um, the fact that it's being powered by uh, ZK rollups. So L2s mean it's very fast, uh, very efficient experience. And obviously, since it's a decentralized exchange, it's non-custodial. So once again, um, no one's got control of your assets. You have control of your assets when you, when you trade on Apex. So I do think the future um, of trading is going to be on DEXs, but more specifically, um, DEXs that are non-custodial and have a perp trading available. So Apex is obviously a great example of that. And there's a link in the description to um, trade on Apex as well. If you want to trade on Apex, obviously it's through Bybit. And also um, there's $190,000 worth of rewards being given away to people that use the platform every single week. So there's massive rewards for you to get involved. Um, so yeah, I basically do most of my trading on DEXs these days. I do some on centralized exchanges as well, but I like to diversify across multiple exchanges. That's why you've seen me uh, talk about gains today and Apex because I like to spread it out a little bit. So feel free to put a hundred, um, a few hundred dollars in gains, a few hundred dollars in Apex, um, you know, and kind of spread it out a little bit and, and you know, trade on different respective exchanges and that, that kind of allows you to take advantage of the, of the different features of each, um, but also, you know, keep your assets safe, of course, although both of these exchanges being DEXs um, you do have that element of safety. So yeah, link in the description to trade on Apex if you want to do so. And of course, if you do want to DCA into um, into coins, if you're not a big trader uh, and you just prefer taking it slow more from an investor standpoint, you can do your investing on nested finance. I did start a portfolio here um, for you to DCA and I'll be DCAing into it over time. Um, is Solana going to be one of them that I add to this portfolio next year? You guys know I'm going to be tweaking my portfolio over time. Um, you're going to have to wait and see uh, in in the show later today where I'll talk about my plans with that. Um, the, part of the reason why I'm pre-recording this is because the internet's bad, hence why you just saw the page wouldn't connect. It's not nested. It's my internet. But you can see the portfolio here. Uh, we, we hit some very good trades like gains. We cashed out a lot into stable coins. You can see that I'm currently 88% in stables because we took some profits and I'm just waiting for um, a more opportune time, in my opinion, to really ramp up my DCAs, which I just haven't really prioritized in December. So yeah, that that's, that's obviously why we're so heavy in stables, but you can join along and DCA with us over time in the Nesta portfolio. So link in the description to that if you're more of a long-term sort of guy um, or girl. And remember, they are insured by Nexus, which means your funds are insured if there's any hack or any exploit, which kind of gives me a bit of peace of mind being in Nesta. But yeah, crazy stuff going on at the moment. Sol's dumping actually as we speak. It's even down a couple percent. Um, Lido's dumping. Uniswap took a hit. Aptos uh, took a hit as well off the back of Alameda Research starting to offload. Very weird. Weird timing that it's just a few days after SBF is on house arrest. Let me know what you think of this in the description. Do you think it's SBF dumping? Do you think maybe he got home and ordered them to get some funds out the back door? Do you think it's Caroline? Uh, do you think it's someone else at Alameda, an insider? I'd be interesting to hear your take. It's certainly looking like it's not the liquidators, given that they would unlikely mix them in that sequence. Um, but I mean, it could be. It's just very surprising that a liquidator would use uh, a mixer. So I just I assume it's Alameda. But yeah, let me know what you think. Um, this was the update. 
update and stay tuned for the Solana show later tonight. Hope you have a lovely day. I will see you in just a few hours. Peace out.